this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcome you to episode 131 of the Shred Shack podcast, I believe. You seem very reluctant to say that. I forgot which number we're on. So, I, yeah. I never update the numbers. I just update the script. Okay, so I think it's <laughs> a one episode, episode 131 of the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, um... As well as on YouTube well at youtube.com slash the shred shack and youtube.com slash adamant's templum. I almost got it down to a science. Almost. Um, so now that I actually have a working, uh, well, somewhat working sound clip thing, um, I say somewhat because um, certain buttons aren't working. I have to kind of recalibrate them. But let's talk about old business. That's where... Old business is old business, and new business is new business. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Okay. So, Live Nation Entertainment, the global concert giant that owns Ticketmaster, has launched a new microsite detailing its ticket relief plan for offering refunds or credit to shows that have been canceled or postponed in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Beginning this past Friday, May 1st, ticket holders will automatically receive a refund for canceled events. If the event was a live nation was at a live nation venue, you have 30 days to opt in to a 100 150% credit for use on future tickets. Tickets will automatically be valid for the new date unless you opt for a refund within 30 days of the new show date being announced. If you have tickets to a show that is postponed, you will be able to select your refund option once the new date is announced. If 60 days has passed since a show was postponed, and no rescheduled dates have been announced, the 30-day window for refunds will open at that time. Notification emails to ticket holders will begin May 1st. According to Variety, the program is specific to North America. Many, <clears throat> many countries across Europe have provided a one-year window for obtaining ticket refunds. Damn. Yeah. That is a mouthful. There's a whole lot of information there. Yeah. So, but at least, at least it sounds like they're doing right. They're doing something. Yeah, they're doing something. They're doing something. So that's 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 a plus. They're not they're not fucking people over. Is that it for old business? That is it for old business. Let's go on to new business. And this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. So, what's up with new business as far as new album releases, which is typically what we talk about first? Yeah. So I'm trying to pull up my last two weeks of listening okay, uh, for new album releases. So, of course, right off the top, new Trivium, new Catatonia, both are great. Uh-huh. The Trivium is very heavy, through and through, straight up metal. Yeah, I heard the one track at your place, and that was very good. Yep. New Catatonia is it's just a continuation of what they've been doing, and what they've been doing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are just too fucking good for their own good. <laughs> I mean, I love them so much. Uh, Warbringer, straight up thrash, thumbs up. Band called Elder, uh, some uh, progressive shit here, very good. Yeah. Uh, their new album Omens. Uh, Love Bites, 
which is a Japanese uh, metal band. I think they're Japanese. Pretty sure they're Japanese, but they're um, all female. Uh, so I, I go. I went into it seeing their picture. I thought they were. It was going to be another version of like baby metal where they were just singers. But no, they actually all play their instruments. Okay. And they are very fucking good. Okay. This album was a lot of fucking fun. Right. Good. A lot of fun. I highly recommend everyone check this one out. Okay. Also, rates new album "Stare Into Death and Be Still." Very good. You know, death metal. Mm-hmm. Barishi, another um, American death metal. I think if I remember correctly. Um, very young looking guys. Um, trio, fucking, they were really good too. Yeah. Uh, Kirith Ungle, old school fucking uh, power metal. Very the, good. The wait, what was that one? Kirith Ungle. Really? Yeah. They're still around. Yeah, this is their new album. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are still kicking, and they're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, lots of fun for me. I liked it. Trick or Treat. Uh, another power metal record that's probably more up your vein, up your alley. You probably like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Forest. I just gave this one a quick listen to. This one was uh, pretty good. I have to go back. I think this one is another um, power metal concept type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and last one from last week was Witch Skull. So that, I think that was more of a um, storm metal. Gotcha. And then from this week, I haven't had a chance to listen to anything except for the new record from Witchcraft, which is not the band Witchcraft itself. It's the singer of Witchcraft and a, a grandpa's guitars singing acoustic tracks. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. But um, other things I'm going to be listening to in the next week that I'll be able to talk about for the next podcast would be um, Ombra Vitae have a new album out, uh, The Autumn for Crippled Children and Autumn for Crippled Children, uh, Aether Realm, uh, Vader and Havoc all have albums out this week that I'll be listening to. Right on. Um, so I have three that I listen to. Um, I'll get to the one that I listen to like kind of passively, and that I can't I can't pronounce two of them very well. Oh yeah. Um, so I think I think the first one is Termi Termian Catalot or something like that. Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah. 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 One of your albums of the day, yeah. Yeah, so that was one of my albums of the day. Uh, really good uh, industrial metal. Um, so I don't have too much to say about them because I took a passive listen. Um, the other one, the next one is uh, Oranzi Pazuzu, um, which is a really, really just wild black metal band. Like they are, like they have a lot of the the general instrumentation and stylings of black metal, but there's so much extra stuff that they throw in there to, for atmospherics, so much extra like synthesizers or, or keyboards or, or just general sounds and whatnot that makes it just sound so interesting. Not a huge fan of the vocals, mm-hmm. as I've, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of black metal vocals or the screechy types, but I found it to be interesting at the very least. Um, and, you know... Strangely appealing at at, at at its best, um, because like I don't, you know, black metal is probably one of my least favorite styles of of metal. Uh-huh. Um, but when it's done in an interesting way, such as this, it kind of catches my ear. Um, so I can I can give them a lot of credit for being for being that level of of different, being that level of of uh, I, I don't want to say unusual, but um, just, just generally very interesting. So. Yeah. Uh, and the last one was uh, Chemist Doomed Heavy Metal. 
um, which was an EP. They did um, one cover song, two songs that were um, kind of like B-sides or lost tracks, and then three live tracks from, from one from each of their albums. Uh, all really good, kind of slow, um, like slow to mid-tempo groove metal. Um, their cover of Rainbow in the Dark was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. Um, the, their uh, their song Conversation with Death is great. Um, it was a nice little listen, nice quick, just little bit of, of doom metal. So um, I find I'm finding myself more attracted to that genre, that 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 very groove heavy genre of of, of heavy metal. Um, you know things like like. You know, where where like the things that, like where where Grand Magus comes from, it's just like that that very riff oriented, like slower, um, kind of stomp that 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 very Sabbath heavy sound. Yeah, I'm I'm finding myself drawn more to that a lot lately, um, and these guys definitely fit the bill. So, but that's it for uh, the new releases that I've been listening to. All right, so what else have we been listening to? Uh. Pfft, uh you um, want to just go with the albums of the day? We'll go with albums about? of the day, and then I'll go with everything else that I'm doing. All right. So, first up here, we had um, we had uh, Sir B- Lord Baltimore, based on our discussion point from last uh, podcast. Yeah. And Chemist, we just mm-hmm. talked about. Yep. Then we have our Aransi Pazuzu. 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 That's, that's the other one I talked about. All right. And then Vanilla Fudge, mm-hmm. again, based on our conversations before. Yeah. Uh Followed up by Termian Cadillac, yep. as you mentioned, and I listened to some Testament, Demonic. Yep. Inagata Vita by Iron Butterfly was mine, and then you listened to Sabaton, Prima Victoria. Yep, because I, I, I finished out my, my Sabaton collection. All right. I followed that up with some Catatonia City, Bur- Bur- uh, Bur- uh, City Burials. Burials, Burials, City Burials. My God, I can't talk. Anyway. That's the new Catatonia record, and you also listen to Judas Priest, Demolition. Yes. Um, I actually saw a tweet earlier in the day where somebody was giving um, Ripper a lot of grief for the album, and I was like, you know, I haven't listened to that album in a while. Let me listen to that album. So You followed up with uh, Anathema, Serenades. Yes. And I listened to Love Bites, their new album called Electric Pentagram. Yeah, yeah. Anathema's good. Anathema? Anathema. Uh. All right, Anathema again for you. Yep. Uh, you listen to Pentecost 3. Yep. And I listen to the Alcest record, Stare Into Death and Be Still. And that is the last one that we... Um, oh, no, I lied. Next one up and last one that we talked about, you listen to Anathema again. This time it was Eternity. And I listen to the new Dance Gavin Dance record. Yeah. I got through I got through the rest of the Anathema albums that I have... Um, which I've talked about them in the past. They kind of went. It's it's the way I was thinking about it earlier was like, you know how how Opeth went from being death metal to doing uh, Damnation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically like if the if the if Opeth had stayed in doing just that, that's kind of what Anathema did. Oh wow, really? Like they just had this. They were they were originally doom metal. They kind of hit an alt rock phase, kind of. And then they started becoming more ethereal, kind of Radiohead-ish. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, and and their their material is really just enjoyable. It's it's nice. It's it's you know I, I 
I don't want this to sound like an insult, but it's something good to 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 relax to, to fall asleep to, because it's it's, <laughs> it's just you know that it's like meditative. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just kind of soothing and comforting. So I have to pick up the rest of their stuff. So it might be difficult, but we'll get to try it. All right. So and then, what else have you been listening to besides our albums of the day? Uh, so so I, I finished the anathema. Um, I got up to Ancient, which is melodic black metal. Um, I listened to a demo I have from a band called Ancient Enemy. I have no idea where it came from, <laughs> so I just happened to have it. Um, I was listening to Angra before you came in. Um, I I was saying last time we did this that I want bands to re-release certain albums and everything, and I had mentioned specifically Celtic Frost, Cold Lake. You most certainly did. I um, I found a copy of it for a decent price, and I bought it. So I listened to that, and I can see why Tom Warrior hated the album. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's, it's still got the it's still got the Celtic Frost vibe, but you can definitely see that they were trying something that they probably should not have been trying. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rough, um, but I listened to that um, and and just occasional things on shuffle. So, all right. Well, on top of the uh, albums of the day and the new stuff, it's just uh, I went ahead and made a playlist on my Spotify based on. Uh, the conversation point we had last time, uh-huh. so I called it the pre-metal po- uh, playlist, so we include the stuff that we just talked about, Lord, uh, Sir Lord Baltimore, uh, Vanilla Fudge, and Inagata Navita from Iron Butterfly, but I also threw in Humble Pie, um, Blue Cheer, Mountain, Free, and the MC5. Very nice. So it was, it was, it was definitely a good listen, too. Definitely a good listen. Lots of fun mm. on that one. Right on. You definitely see why people were influenced and where everything kind of comes from at, from that point. So. Gotcha. So, so basically, we, we've come full circle to 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 an understanding of of why. Yeah, for okay. sure, for awesome. sure. But that's that's pretty much it, really. All right. All right. So, um, you, I, we normally start with obituaries. Please tell me we have none. We have one. Ah, oh, damn it! All right. Fallen in reverse guitarist Derek Jones has died at the age of thirty-five. His passing was confirmed by singer Ronnie Rake, Raid, Radke, Radke. Okay, let's go with Radke. Who tweeted out four photos of Jones earlier in the day and included the following message: "I'll never forget when you picked me up from jail in your old tour van to start falling in reverse. Your spirit will be interwoven through the music I write forever. Rest in peace, Derek Jones. My heart is broken." Uh, Jones joined Falling in Reverse in 2010 and appears on all four of the band's albums. Prior to hooking up with Falling in Reverse, Jones was a member of the hardcore act A Smile from the Trenches. No cause of death was reported at the time. Gotcha. And that's it for obituary, so you're welcome. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that, that's... One, all things considered with virus and whatnot is is not, a, not an awful also thing, very, but, very, but still very awful. Very true. That is, in all things considered, is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's still bad enough. Yeah. Alright, you ready for some general news here? I'm ready for general news. Alright, Lamb of God's self-titled album has had its release date pushed back to June 19th from the previously announced May 8th. Mm-hmm. I think we had a conversation about the manufacturing aspect of things. Yes. And I think that is the main reason that it has been pushed back. That would not surprise me. 
Corey Taylor is planning to start a plant-based taco food truck with his wife, dancer Alicia Taylor. Alicia initially hinted at the project last month, saying that it was something completely new. In a new video interview with Rock Feed while isolating at home, Corey revealed that the food truck venture has been delayed by the need to stay quarantined, of course. But he basically said it was a plant-based uh, taco food truck. We can't say vegan because there will be some dairy in there, some stuff in there. But the main focus was flavor, not just content. Because when people talk about vegan, they can become very pretentious, which is also very true. This was a way for us to combine our love of food with a healthier lifestyle. And this is happening where? Probably in California. God damn it. Probably in California. So, so no shred check tries there. Yeah, that would be fun though. Yeah. If that were if that were the case, that would that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it would. All right, Obscura have announced the departure of guitarist Rafael Trujillo and bassist Linus Clausenitzer, uh, Clausenitzer, okay, and and drummer Sebastian Lancer, due to musical differences. So, just so you know. Obscura, Obscura was a four-piece. Three-fourths of that band has left the band. So there's one member left. Okay. All right, but the trio will move on with their new group named Obsidious. Obsidious. Obscura leader Stefan Kumemmer. 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 Okay. I said a statement. Firstly, I would like to thank our former members, and he lists them all, for their dedication during the last year's now 2020, a new chapter of, of Obscura begins with entering Woodshed Studios this summer to produce our sixth full-length record and the first album for our new label, Nuclear Blast. The new lineup will be revealed shortly. Right on. All right, Steven Wilson has pushed back the release date of his new studio album, The Future Bites, to January 29th, 2021. Oh, shit. From, from, from the when? previously announced June 12th, uh, date via Caroline International. Shit. I think his has a lot more to do. There's a lot more involved when he does a release, uh, specifically like packaging and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he's probably very much delayed. Makes sense. Bon Jovi's new album, Bon Jovi 2020, which was originally set for a May 15th release, has now been delayed until the fall. John Bon Jovi told Zane Lowe's of Apple Music's Beats uh, that it didn't feel right to release the LP amid the coronavirus. Which makes sense. I, I can just imagine, like, like them not even releasing it in 2020. <laughs> right? This <laughs> is just, just, just being released on January 1st, 2021. Yeah. Or, like, December 31st at 11.59. <laughs> Seriously. We made it, guys. We made it. <laughs> All right. Nita Strauss has launched Rock Guitar Fundamentals, a three-module online guitar teaching program suitable for learners of all levels. The course is available at www.iwanttoplayguitar.com and for a limited time, Nita is offering fans a 50% discount. No code required. Now, Rock Guitar Fundamentals is an online teaching program developed by Nita with a simple goal, getting guitars in as many people's hands as possible and helping to improve their playing. Nita developed a three-module system where aspiring learners can jump in wherever their skills level is from picking up the guitar for the very first time to advanced players who want to brush up on their music theory or learn some shred tips and tricks. Right on. I think that's pretty cool. And and it's funny that I saw that because I also just recently saw an ad on Facebook for Tom Morello who's doing essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. 
All right. Bassist vocalist Fernanda Lira and drummer Luana D'Amito have left the Brazilian thrash metal band Nervosa. The duo announced their departures in separate statements last weekend. Nervosa's sole remaining member, guitarist Aprika Amarala, uh, has stated in a social media post that she will carry on with the band to be joined by soon-to-be-announced new musicians. They're great, too. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. They're really fucking good. All right. Royalty Exchange, a marketplace where intellectual property is bought and sold like any other asset, is offering Slipknot fans a rare opportunity to invest in sound recording royalties collected by the producer of the band's number one charting album, All Hope is Gone. The winning bidder will collect royalties generated from any sales, streaming, and sync fees for the album, as well as the individual singles contained on the disc. Sales and streaming, in particular, pay a greater share of revenue to sound recording royalties over ro- uh, compensation royalties. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's different. That is very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Veteran bass player Jerome uh, Paul Thessalin, Thessaling, uh, who's played in a bunch of bands, uh, most recently Pestilence, uh, has rejoined Obscura, who we just talked about, as a permanent member after a nine-year break. He is known for his signature fretless playing in death metal and world fusion, and he joined Obscura in 2007 and appeared on the band's critically acclaimed full-length albums uh, Cosmogenesis and Omnivum. Mm-hmm. Um, both released via Relapse Records. So he is back in the band. So now we have two out of four. Two out of four. We're halfway there. But John Bon Jovi isn't, though. Fuck you. Nope. Remember, if you dress like a cowboy, are you ranch dressing? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Nope. Fuck you. Never and no. Vocalist Cy Keeler has announced his departure from the veteran British thrash metal band Onslaught. Onslaught sent a statement, due to the nature of the modern-day music industry, some things simply aren't sustainable year after year, and Psy has now taken a different full-time career path. Yeah. Did they say what he's taking on? No. No? Okay, no. well, I mean, and, I mean, it's not, he's not wrong. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to maintain a lifestyle when you're in a, when you're in a, a band. Yeah. So, especially, especially right now. So... I mean, good on him for finding a new career. Yeah, for sure. So, All right, last but not least here for general news, as part of U2's hashtag stay home campaign, the Rolling Stones will launch a weekly series titled Extra Licks on the band's official YouTube channel starting this Sunday, as we are recording this, May 3rd at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. BST. I'm guessing that's British. Yeah. Uh, each featurette, available digitally for the first time, will appear as a YouTube premiere, streaming bonus features of six concert films from throughout the Rolling Stones' career, including performances from the 1994 Voodoo Lounge Tour and the 2016 Latin America Ole Tour. This series is in partnership with the Rolling Stones and Eagle Rock Entertainment and will stream exclusively on YouTube. As well as a brand new one, live from the nursing home. Yeah, pretty much. Although they won't allow you in because they're on lockdown, too. Yeah, for sure. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it for some general news. <laughs> Just imagining, like, Mick Jagger with his lips wearing a fucking mask. 
that he's drawing his lips on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what comes up next? Not spreading the disease. Not spreading the disease. All right. According to a new poll, less than half of Americans plan to attend live concerts, sport events, and movies, and amusement parks before a proven coronavirus vaccine or treatment becomes available. The Reuters opinion poll released on uh, this past Tuesday showed that only 27% of those questioned would go to a concert, movie theater, or live uh, theater performance when venues reopen. 32% said they would wait for a vaccine before going back to movies, theater, or concerts. In all, 55% of Americans said those events should not resume before a vaccine is available. You would not think that considering how many people are out now after things, quote-unquote, reopened. Or or, or protesting things or, to be reopened. Yeah, exactly. It's like I just driving yesterday across town. It was horrible because people are out and they are aggressive, like super aggressive. As in, like, like on the road. On the road, like, yeah. That, that's that's always been the case. But the thing is, it's it, it just seemed even worse. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, it's busy. it was it was rough. Yeah, like, my God. Pe- people have been kind of. You know, oh shit! No one's gonna catch me. I'm gonna go drive like an asshole. Yeah, it's it's mm. so that mentality has just kind of increased. And I know that here in San Antonio, they've opened up like restaurants at 25 percent capacity or something like that. But like, yeah. it was busy out there today, yeah. yesterday. It yeah. was busy. Yeah, I'll be taking my time. Yeah, I'm in no rush. Again, I think like <laughs> of all things, like this quote unquote quarantine just goes to show how antisocial I am. Because my life has not changed whatsoever. <laughs> like, whatsoever. Okay. You're not antisocial. <laughs> don't don't get me started on that again. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I just don't like people. Fine. No, you're not very sociable. Yeah. All right. Bon Jovi has canceled. It's t- canceled, by the way. Canceled. It's summer 2020 tour due to the coronavirus that is sweeping the nation. Bon Jovi's tour in support of its upcoming album, Bon Jovi 2020, was scheduled to launch in June. The record is still expected to be made available on May 15th, which we have already reported is not the case. Yep. The first seven shows of the previously announced The Big Rock Summer Tour featuring Rat, Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, Skid Row, and Slaughter has been postponed due to the coronavirus. The Big Rock Summer Tour dates in August and September are still scheduled to go ahead as planned for now. Have you seen uh, the Progressive commercial with Rat in it? I have not. Okay. It's basically like there's – it's like a couple sitting on a, a couch and they're talking about a rat problem that they have in their basement and you see the band Rat playing round and round in their basement. That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> all the sense in the world. As a matter of fact, I think I would rather keep the regular rats and get rid of that rat. <laughs> No, it's just a matter of which version of Rat we saw. It's also very fucking true. All right. Alter Bridge has postponed its previously announced U.S. headlining tour with special guests Blackstone Cherry and St. Estonia due to the coronavirus. Crocus have postponed their last ever concerts in USA and Canada due to the coronavirus. The 13-day trek was originally scheduled to kick off at Canton Hall. In Dallas, Texas on September 18th and conclude at Whiskey Go-Go in West Hollywood, California on October 10th. I mean, like, for, for, for a band like them that, that's, that's, that's trying to finish up, not like Kiss, who was just trying to extend everything, they gotta be like, damn it, all they wanna fucking do is retire. One freaking last time. You know what? Fuck it. 
We're done. Fuck it. <laughs> Seriously. Well, although the, the dates have been postponed. Okay, but still, it's like, come on. Right? <laughs> we just we, we just want to go home and relax. Well, here's one. We're going to the next title here. He's the one they call Dr. Feel Not So Good. And we got nothing. We oh. got nothing. Well, that's, that's that's a good one. Yeah. The uh, We also do not have any follow-ups, so no one is getting better. No one's going out for a walk, at least without a mask. Yeah, seriously, wear that mask. Wear the fucking mask, people. We're, we're trying to get we're trying to get masks for everybody, but we're uh, we'll, our site's not not coordinating with me. Uh, so next up is breaking the law. Breaking the law. Static X have announced that their warehouse space, which is shared with the band Dope, was recently robbed of nearly two hundred thousand dollars worth of touring equipment during the coronavirus lockdown. A police report was filed with the Los Angeles Police Department, and the two bands were advised to take the story public in order to help raise awareness with other small business owners and bands alike. So this is like looting on a small scale. But it's still bullshit. It still sucks, yeah. That's still $200,000 worth of stuff for for bands that are not not millionaires. For sure. For sure. It's fucking crazy. It's like the thing is like, how do you steal that much worth of merchandise and no one notice? I like, how, like there's gotta be there's gotta be there's something wrong there. Yeah, maybe the band stole from each other. <laughs> we d- we discovered who was embezzling from you. Who was it? You were embezzling from yourselves. <laughs> that was a great episode <laughs> of Metalocalypse. Yeah. All right. So I have nothing written down here for Metallica breaking shit. However, recently this past Friday. They released a quarantined acoustic-ish version of Blackened via the internet, mm-hmm. uh, which they each did separately, of course, in their isolation. And I really fucking liked it. It's very, like I said, it's kind of bluesy. Uh-huh. Uh, James is playing acoustic guitar. And he sings in a very soft voice. Uh, it, you can hear the bass, God forbid. Um, again, I liked it a lot. Cool. I saw a lot of hate for it, but I I think it, it I think it I think it was great. Cool. So I I highly recommend people just check it out and going into it with an open ear. Uh, I mean it it's it's Metallica. No matter what, it's gonna get hate. Oh, so. for sure, for sure. Oh but, man, hate, 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 hate. But I I really did enjoy it. All right, so you ready for your favorite section? Uh, which ones? Oh, for f- f- feuding. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right. A San Francisco man has filed a lawsuit against Ticketmaster accusing the ticketing company of, quote, deceptive practices relating to their sale of live event tickets and refusal to provide refunds for live events that have been rescheduled or postponed, unquote. The man, who says he had to eat nearly $600 in Rage Against the Machine concert tickets, is seeking to represent a class action of would-be concert goers who have not received Ticketmaster refunds after the coronavirus outbreak forced the cancellation of or postponement of most large events and public gatherings. So he's just fighting because he... Uh, well, we, we talked earlier about the, the, the policies. Yeah, yeah. I think this his lawsuit came about before the new uh, policy. Uh-huh. And also, recently, Rage Against Machine did just announce their rescheduled dates. Uh-huh. So now, because they have been announced, this gentleman has 30 days to get his refunds. Okay, so hopefully he just yeah. drops the lawsuit and goes and does that. So we will see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm also imagining, like, you know, 
this dude might be a scalper. <laughs> uh, the, th- the thing is, like, I, I understand where he's coming from, you know, like, with, like, a, uh, what's it called, an uh, event is postponed, is, like, if you don't have a definite date, and you have to eat the cost of those tickets without any kind of information about when that event is going to happen, or yeah. if it is going to happen, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah, I I'd I be would. super pissed. I would. You know, I, so I get where he's coming from. Uh, but we'll see if he follows up with it, especially now that they, like, again, Rage Against Machine has rescheduled the dates. Yeah. He now has 30 days from the date that they rescheduled the dates to get his refund. Yeah. And, again, if he's, if it's at a venue that's owned by Live Nation, he can get a 150% credit on future. I mean, he won't get the money back, but he'll have credit. Yeah. And that 150% credit on $600 tickets, he can go to, like, 10 concerts. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. I mean, Silver lining. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see, we'll we'll see if there anything kind of comes up from that. All right. So we got nothing new for Alcoholica. Okay. But we do have some stuff for merchandising. Okay. Um. So, Ozzy Osbourne is selling a long sleeve T-shirt and matching face mask featuring the phrase "fuck coronavirus," along with artwork of a bat sporting what appears to be a surgical mask. The item was introduced just days after the World Health Organization announced that its research has found that the coronavirus, which causes COVID-19, whatever, uh, likely originated in bats. For 72 hours only, the face mask will come free with the purchase of the t-shirt, which sells for $40 at Ozzy's web store. Orders will ship in mid-May. And I put this in merchandising because there was no word on if proceeds would be going to any kind of COVID-19 fucking... Uh, charity or anything like that. So this seems like pure merchandise. I guess we'll see. But um, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like yeah, you know, um, I, I was mentioning before our Zazzle's uh, our Zazzle site um, offers face masks now, and um, I've been trying to get them ours prepared. I just bought one, like I made one, and 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 just said screw it I'm, waiting. I'm tired of waiting for you guys to pending and, and sale it so I'm just going to buy my own and so I ordered a Shreddy Jack face mask cool which should be coming in about three four weeks by then we won't need to wear them well <laughs> you say but that but we'll have them for the future pandemics that you, come around yeah you say that but uh, yeah, sure. you know who knows well the thing is the, the, the interesting thing I saw recently is that I get like a like a, like a news thing yeah. to my phone yeah. and like a few, I think it was like a week ago. The I get like a daily thing of how many new coronavirus um, in, uh, cases were confirmed in Texas. Uh-huh. So like a week ago, it was uh, the last one I saw was we had 193 new cases in Texas. 193, okay, which is a minuscule number, all things considered. Considering the size of the state, uh, also the considering the size of the state, considering like you know that like the number like two days before that was like 1,100. So, in the last two days, it's gone up to like a thousand, then eleven hundred, then the day the one I got today is that there were thirteen hundred new cases confirmed yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, we're reopening the state, and things are already happening. And these are like, like we only reopened on Friday, so it's not time for people to get the virus and contract it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So you can only imagine those numbers going up and up and up and up. And yeah. up again. Yeah, like I mean, you could potentially expect a significant increase in in, or just a whole lot of denial, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Whatever. 
All right, back to merchandising. Yep. A statue inspired by the artwork of the Chinese leg of Iron Maiden's The Book of Souls 2016 World Tour has been made available by XM Studios. Collaboration with Divine, the unique one and a quarter, uh, one by four scale statue, which has been uh, handcrafted and hand painted to perfection, shows off Maiden's mascot Eddie riding the Chinese dragon. It's a badass looking statue. Nice. It's badass. Very nice. But that is it for merchandising. Okay. Are you ready for some recording news? Um, yeah. Rat. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Rat, singing, Rat singer Stephen Percy uh, will release his sixth studio album, sixth solo album, in 2021 via his own label, Top Fuel Records. The LP is currently being written and recorded by Piercy and his longtime guitarist and collaborator, Eric uh, Ferentinos. Dee Snyder has confirmed that his new live DVD and CD will arrive this summer. The set, which may end up being called For the Love of Metal Live, was recorded during the touring cycle for his latest solo album, For the Love of Metal. Which, that that sounds pretty cool, because his last album was pretty kick-ass. All right. Six Feet Under have set Nightmares of the Decomposed as the title of their new album. The follow-up to 2017's Torment is due later this year via Metal Blade Records. Who is that? Six Feet Under. Oh, Six Feet Under. Yes. Yeah, they're cool. All right, this one is a copy. This is a hashtag copy and paste. Hashtag this is ridiculous. Hashtag what the fuck. Okay. For the better part of five years, top-charting masked metal machine uh, Mushroomhead have been crafting the epic follow-up to their monumental 2014 full-length album, The Righteous and the Butterfly. Oh, my God. Waiting ever so patiently to drop their new collection of anthems. The Cleveland Collective makes its progenist return with the full-length overture, Ovir. Okay, whatever. A Wonderful Life, the eighth release of their benchmark career. Out June 19th via Napalm Records. Available in several enticing formats, A Wonderful Life clocks in at a whopping 70-plus minutes with its four bonus tracks, leaving a total of 17 stellar compositions in its wake for fans to devour. (laughs) A Wonderful Life is is accented by the sharp production of band mastermind drummer Steve Skinny Felton, as well as standout mixing prowess of Matt Wallace, who has worked with Faith No More and Three Doors Down. Also recognized for his work on the band's classic offering, Eight. Uh, Thirteen, sorry, Thirteen. Who wrote that? That that sounds like a press release, and I again, I copy and pasted the shit out of that from blabbermouth.net. My That is God. word for word from the article. That is... Like, that should be up on Pornhub. It's such dick slurping. <laughs> right? Fuck. That was, that was, that was hard. That was, that, that was I, a hard listen. Dude, and the funny thing is, I, I was reading it, I was like, man, how can I edit this? And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm reading this word for word, because this is just too fucked up. Oh my god, it just... Uh, man. It was, it was, what the fuck, dude? Uh, oh my god, I think I have a clip for that, hang on. Hang on, this is pretty much what I was saying. Oh, I can't play the clip. Damn it! Oh. I'm gonna play the, all the all this jism clip. Oh, all this jism! <laughs> Suck that cock! <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta further fix the sound clips. But you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that, that was, was true over the top. Yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. And I I I can't I can't. Yeah, I can't, that, I can't, was, I, that was a lot. I, I guess I, I I'm starting to like, after last week we had one, or last two weeks ago we had one like, like that. I'm thinking that press releases are pretty much my number one enemy, and number two is uh is online journalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Can we move on? All right, so The Ghost, Inside, will release its fifth studio album on June 5th via Epitaph Records. Woot. The self-titled disc arrives as the follow-up to the band's 2014 LP, Death, uh, Dear Youth, uh, which debuted at number 63 on the Billboard Top 200. And it will be the first release since The Ghost, Inside's tragic bus accident in 2015. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We've been covering, that's right, right where we started this, and that's, yep. we've been covering it ever since. That's yep. our, like... That's like our running story for us. Yeah, but it's not like we ever listen to our own show to remember things, so... For sure. All right, Relapse Records is continuing its Death Non-Analog Onstage series with the third installment, Tijuana 10-9-1990, available now digitally. Woot. Metal Church will begin work on a new studio album this summer. The follow-up to 2018's Dan, if you do, will likely arrive in 2021 via Rat Pack Records. Yes, it will. And it will be awesome. Yes, guitarist Steve Howe will release Love Is. Love Is. On July 31st via BMG Records. Love Is marks Howe's first solo album since the all-instrumental time in 2011 and has a balance of five instrumental tracks and five actual songs. The album will be available as a CD in a gatefold digi sleeve with a 12-page booklet and a black vinyl 180-gram LP with a gatefold sleeve, liner notes, and lyrics. Howe sings lead vocals and plays electric, acoustic, and steel guitars, keyboards, percussion, and bass guitar on the instrumentals, while guest vocalist uh, John Davison provides vocal harmonies and bass guitar on the vocal tracks. The album also features Dylan Howe on drums. Right on. Yes, sir. And that is it for recording news. That was uh, actually another thing I listened to. I forgot to mention uh, Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe, which is basically five, of, uh, four of the five members of Yes, oh. basically doing their own solo thing. It sounds like liquid tension experiment. Kind of. All right. Are you ready for a new section here? Yep. Called Rewind, Replay, Rebound. Uh... Yes. I took the title of the latest Volbeat record to talk about remasters. To so talk about remasters. That's what this is, section is all about now. All right, there's only one here, but I figured it was is about that time because it's not really recording news because these things have already been recorded. Okay. You know, so rewind, replay, rebound, remaster. Okay. Parlophone Records will continue its reissues series of the Iron Maiden catalog with a fifth set of DigiPack CDs. Uh, titles in the live collection remastered to be released on June 19th. The albums included in this release are the seminal live recordings Live After Death and Rock in Rio. The live collection remastered follows on uh, from the recent releases of the studio collection remastered, a four-part series of releases covering their entire 16-strong studio album back catalog. The album was featured, the audio taken from the uh, 2015 Mastered for iTunes project, and the new collections are the, f- are the first time these versions are available on CD. As a bonus for collectors, one CD from each batch of releases is optionally available in a 
specially artwork design box featuring a 1x24 scale figurine and exclusive patch. In this fifth batch, this will be Alive After Death. Both albums is set uh, in this set are available for pre-order now. They don't. So it's it's how many albums? Five. No, this is the fifth batch, batch. that they're doing. Um, and they're just doing Live After Death and Rock and Rio. Yeah. Okay. That. So they've done all the studios. So they've done four batches of the studios, four albums each batch. Okay. Now they're doing the live stuff, okay. and at least in this first batch, it's two. Okay. I, I was gonna say. I was like, please. Don't give me more live stuff. I still have to pick up Made in England. Which is quite good. Yeah, I know. I, I have the DVD, which I I don't think I watched yet. Wow. So, yeah. Hey, you know what? It's, it takes a lot for me to sit down and watch shit at this point. It's true. Unless it's like something simple like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I, no, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Like, Brandy and I are continually making lists of things we want to watch. It's just like, yeah, when the fuck are we going to do that? Yeah. Especially because we're, like, we're talking about stuff that's been on for a while yep. that had like four or five seasons. It's like, oh, when are we going to do that? Yeah. All right. X Japan's Yoshiki has donated 10 million yen, approximately $100,000, to the National Center for Global Health and Medicine through his 501 nonprofit organization, uh, Yokishi Foundation America. 10 million yen, you know, like 170 bucks. <laughs> Whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> I wondered why everything was so expensive and yet so small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Five Finger Death Punch has a long history of supporting veteran and first responder organizations and continues to do so during this difficult time. Hang on, we're in we're in the good that men the good that men and women do now, right? Yes, I'm sorry, I did not say that, did I? Yeah, yes, not. we are in the good that men and women do. And Five Finger Death Punch does do a bunch of stuff for the veterans. So the donation of over $150,000 to the Gary Sinise Foundation consists of a portion of the ticket sales for the band's 2019 uh, U.S. Fall Arena Tour, as well as proceeds from their number one hit single, Blue on Black. The Gary Sinise Foundation will use the funds to help America's defenders, veterans, first responders, their families, and those in need. Okay. I mean, no, no surprise there, considering all that they, they typically do for, for veterans. And oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. All right, Slipknot and Stone Sour frontman Corey Taylor has announced a special guitar auction with eBay for charity to benefit direct relief in support of their COVID-19 response efforts. The auction is live now uh, at www.ebay.com slash Corey Taylor and is set to run through Thursday, May 7th at 4, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time. All right, the Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, New York Times best-selling author, and actor handpicked 13 guitars from his personal collection and signed them for fans to bid on. Among electric, acoustic, and bass guitars, select highlights include his gold metallic Gibson Memphis Dave Grohl uh, DG335 number 37 of only 400 in perfect condition, a top gold Gibson Classic Les Paul, a tan Fender acoustic yada 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 all of these things every guitar comes with a case and a, a certificate of authenticity all proceeds from the auction will go to direct relief less shipping and processing less shipping and processing fees mm -hmm. in addition as part of ebay's response to the ongoing covid 19 emergency uh from now through may 31st ebay will match dollar for dollar up to one million when you support direct relief 
Dirk Leaf is coordinating with public health authorities, nonprofit organizations, and businesses in the United States and globally to provide PPE and essential medical items to health workers on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, because Lord knows they're not getting it from anywhere else. For sure. The organization's mission spoke directly to Taylor, and he stepped up by giving fans a chance to own a piece of his history for an important initiative. Yeah, which is good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Last but not least here, for the good that men and women do, Killswitch Engage has released Atonement 2 B-Sides for charity. 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the COVID-19 Relief Fund for the Center for Disease Philanthropy. This B-Sides, kind of like EP, I guess, includes six songs from the recording sessions from Killswitch Engage 2019 release and Grammy-nominated album Atonement. It will be exclusively available on Bandcamp for a week as of May 1st. It will go live on all other digital streaming platforms on May 8th. Right on. So. Whew. I still have to hear the album, so. Oh, the album's good. Yeah, I, I think you 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 talked highly of it when it came out. So. Uh, which I do every time they yeah. come out with something. So. so. All right. Next up here is a crowdfunding tracker. Okay. All right. So. Civic guitarist Paul Mastival has taken to social media to ask his fans and supporters to donate to a GoFundMe campaign launched by Vidatic, Vidatac, 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 okay, yeah, Vidatac, which is a supplier of communication products for hospital-based patients, which is providing free easy boards, which are simple-to-use communication boards designed for nonverbal patients, to hospitals during this global health crisis. Vidatac and Acuity Medical, which is their master distributor, have budgeted funds to support intubated COVID-19 patients by providing these be- uh, bedside handheld solutions. The EasyBoard is a sturdy but lightweight picture and word board that allows weak, ventilated patients to express wants, convey needs, and indicate the type, degree, and location of their pain and other concerns. Through the Vinitoc EasyBoard, intubated patients can reduce their frustration while increasing their satisfaction with the medical attention they receive. So, their goal is $50,000, and at this moment, they are only at 4702 Okay. When did it start? Uh, created April 8th, so almost okay. a month. Okay, so that's kind of that's kind of unfortunately low, because yeah. that, that, that is a really good cause. So. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when you see the picture of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Like, it, it's very... It's perfect. It's it's really exactly what patients who are intubated or people who are have difficulty communicating, like say someone with autism who is nonverbal. Yeah. Um, this is very beneficial. Yeah. Very beneficial. So yeah. I highly, if I had the means to do so, I would most certainly donate as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a very useful tool that they should be. That definitely should be. Uh, everywhere, even not even just now, but in general. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, more so for right now, but but generally speaking, it sounds like a very useful thing. So. Yeah. So. So if you can, if you feel obligated, please donate to that one. Mm-hmm. All right, and we are now up to shit. I want. Do you want any shit? Uh. I'll well, give you shit. The, the only thing I've been thinking of lately is 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 because we've been doing the tries. We filmed the next tries video, and it's coming out coming out Wednesday. Just giving everyone a heads up. Sweet comes, comes out Wednesday. 
Um, I actually just record some voiceover and we're, it's done. Um, but um, I want more like like food ventures. Like they do, they, they, there's tons of alcohol out there. There's tons of coffee out there. There's tons of hot sauce out there. I want more general food ventures like the Corey Taylor one we were talking about before. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this, I, I found one or two things uh, of, of barbecue sauce that I, I may be able to get a hold of. So Barbecue know. sauce is always good because yeah, I can um, always go for barbecue. Exactly. Um, as far as alcohol goes, some more non-alcoholic things because even a band like like Metallica, where you have James Hetfield, who is you know who is in rehab, I wish they would kind of do something in tandem with their already made alcohols, um, you know, and do a non-alcoholic one. That would be that would be nice. Yeah, I, I, considering the amount of merchandising that gets done nowadays, you know, with with everything, including heavy metal, I would like more ventures like that. Um, but you know, we're, we're right now we're working with what we got, um, but we don't want to sit here and have things get stale for, for, for our idea. Yeah. So, I mean, we can only do coffee and hot sauce and barbecue sauces so many times. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, um, Flesh God Apocalypse doesn't sell their pasta anymore. Oh, so, bummer. Yeah. That was years ago. So. That's a bummer. But I want, I want more ventures like that, you know, um, so that's that's it. My minor minor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. So you ready for some concert news? Uh, as minimal as there is. As minimal be. as there is. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's start with festivals. Slipknot has announced the 2021 edition of Not Fest Japan. All right. So last month, of course, Slipknot was forced to postpone its Asian tour, including the band's appearance at Not Fest Japan, due to the coronavirus pandemic. Next year's Not Fest Japan will be held on January 10th through 11th, 2021. The lineup of the original Roadshow uh, date remains the same as the, scra- uh, as the Scrap 2020 edition, but Trivium will no longer perform at the event due to scheduling matters. Mm-hmm. The Day 1 Roadshow date and Day 2 Festival date have also been swapped. I guess one was supposed to happen before the other, but doesn't really matter. But tickets for the 2020 festival will be honored at the new dates. Refunds will be available between April 21st and May 20th. Okay. Touring. Flotsam and Jetsam have announced the new dates for their Demolition of North America tour, which had been had to be canceled due to the ongoing situation. The new set of dates will begin at Club Red in Tempe, Arizona on April 30th, 2021. And we'll conclude on June 6, 2021 at Brick by Brick in San Diego, California. Okay. As a way to continue to perform live for its fans during the current quarantine conditions, St. Estonia has announced a, quote, virtual tour where the band will perform on the different social media platforms of rock radio stations around the country. The band will add a local flavor to each performance. That's good. That sounds very cool. And interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to mix it up and everything? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. Uh, Rage Against the Machine has announced the rescheduled dates for its previously announced tour for next year. Yeah. As we mentioned. And that is it for touring and concert news. Are you ready to be disappointed in the billboard? I am ready. Well, of course, the number one record is Queen's Greatest Hits. And number two that I saw before the little pro ad came up was the newest one from the Black Dahlia 
murder. Yeah, I heard that they they ended up pretty high on the list. Yeah, they, I think they did. I think they did. So we will find out where they are. But as our tradition goes here, you are looking for the top five. Yep. Top five. Blame it on baby by the baby. Okay. After hours by the weekend is number two. Lil Uzi Vert, Eternal Ataki. Yep. Number three. The new album from Fiona Apple, Fetch the Colt, the Bolt Cutters, is at number four. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Yay, Lindsay. <laughs> what? Um, and number five is Lil Baby, My Turn. Dub Baby and Lil Baby. Yep. So, really? Like, are we running out of ideas? It sounds like it, especially because it, it reminds me very much of at work. Um, there's me. And there's another Chris, and we worked together on the same area at the time. Yeah. And we're both on the radio, so to to discern us over the radio, they call me Eagle, and he's Baby Eagle. <laughs> and it's funny because we're both like really tall, lanky—not lanky, but we're tall, doofy-looking white guys with glasses and hats. So on the camera, we look exactly the same. <laughs> like the only thing that, that that really distinguishes us is the fact that I'm tattooed. That's the only thing that tells us apart. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, we're doing the scrolling. Uh, oh, no. What happened? All right, well, let me get some scrolling music going no, on. No, this website has been acting funny the last couple of days. some scrolling music going on. I scrolled way too far for a hot second there. Okay, why did it just stop? I had some scrolling music. Okay, scrolling music. Nice. Even better. Fucking love that song. So strong. Fucking love that song, though. All right, so the greatest hits by Queen is at number thirty-two. Okay. So that means shortly after that will be the um, the Black Dahlia Murder one. Yeah. Hopefully, somewhere any second down here. Hopefully, in the top fifty. I'm thinking. Nope. Sorry. All right, but but El- Elton John's Diamonds is at number forty-four. Man, this thing is really being a bitch. Yeah, it's probably trying to load a billion and a half ads. It really is. It really is, and it's bothering the hell out of me to the point where, like, you know what? Maybe next time we don't do this. Well, that's how they get their money now. Okay, I thought I saw something that okay, sixty three was that Creed it was Creedence Clearwater Revival greatest hits, uh-huh. Journey's greatest hits at number seventy. Did I pass it? I thought it was higher than that. The uh, the Black Dahlia Murder one. Yeah, I thought so too. Fleetwood Mac Rumors is at number seventy five. This is really bothering me. I don't think we're going to be doing this from from this from now on. Black Dahlia Murder, number 99. There you go. Just in the top 100. Okay. Just in the top. All right, I'm done with this. Okay, yeah, fuck yeah, it. I'm fucked with this. That's, that's all we need. Yeah. All right. I uh, think next time we might go back to the original format where I look through it beforehand and just report on the numbers. Gotcha. Okay. Which that we've works. done before, and then we get lazy, and it's like, fuck it. Yeah. We do it a couple times, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I had a little uh, discussion point that I want to talk about, because I always find it interesting when bands – 
are able to kind of keep their shit together and, and, and you know, through, through thick and thin, stay together. So this is a Loudwire list of 18 bands that have never had lineup changes. Some of them, some of them I don't really care too much about, but there's probably one or two that I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. So. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for this one. This is good. Yeah. I like this. So the first one is 69 Eyes. Don't know who they are. Yep, neither do I. Um, second one, Alter Bridge. Alter okay, Bridge. well, they're, they're, I mean, they've been around for 20 years now, right? Well, three-fourths of Creed and then Miles Kennedy, and they've been around since 2004. That's almost 20 years. Holy shit. Yep. So, wow, good for them. Um, Audio Slave, while they were around, they never changed lineups. Well, three-fourths of Rage Against the Machine plus Chris Cornell. Yep. Uh, Billy Talent. Um, don't, oh, they, Billy Talent? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Circus Survive. I got it. Yeah, nothing, nothing there. Cream. Cream never changed lineups. Yeah. Yep. Jack Jack Bruce, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker. Even through like reunion tours and everything, it's always been the same three guys. Mm-hmm. Deer and Gray. Um... No. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who they are. I, I know of them, but I don't know their, their music. Some really of it's really good. good. Um, here's one I'm actually kind of, uh, I find kind of interesting. Uh, Garbage. Garbage has never changed lineup. They've been around since 93. Holy shit. Wow. So, um, this one's a little bit obvious, but for unfortunate reasons, uh, Led Zeppelin. It's true. They never, yep, they never continued on without a di- Well, I mean, they've done shows... But never recorded yeah, no, or toured they, as a uh, without uh, John Bonham. Mm. Uh, Macabre. Okay. Muse. Muse has been around since 1994. Never changed lineups. Well, nice. Uh, Oomph, which is uh, I believe a um, German German techno or German industrial band. Yeah. Which is very good. Last last album was pretty badass. Uh, Radiohead. Wow. It's formed in 1985, has never changed lineups. Holy shit. Um, Rage Against the Machine, never changed the lineup. Also very true. They, they broke up and everything. Uh, here's another good one. Ramstein. Never? Since, since never? 19, since 1994, it's been the same lineup. Get out. I mean, that it could, because I'm only familiar with Till, the singer, yeah. that I would not have been surprised if it was just a rotating members thing, like mm-hmm. Iced Earth. Nope, it is. It has been one solid group since 1994. Wow, that is impressive. Uh, the Strokes. Eh. Yeah, I don't really care. Thrice. Okay, no, okay, that's like some some old school emo shit. Um, kind of kind of an obvious one here. The White Stripes, because it's only been two members. Yeah. And that's the last of them. So, but some of those some of those ones that are a lot longer and and that we're a little more attuned to are interesting, especially the Ramstein one. Yeah, I was right? very, I was very, wow. Yeah, I'm very surprised by that one. Yeah, so, that's very interesting. I, 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 I've done, I've, I, I started, I never finished it, but I started a list of bands that have never, never really, that have rarely stayed, stayed, at the same lineup between albums. At most, they've had like maybe two albums with the same lineup uh-huh. and there was that was bands like Iced Earth uh, I think I think Iced Earth was one, of, was one of two exceptions to the rule because they have never released two consecutive albums with the same exact lineup in some way not even form. not even from from Dystopia to Incorruptible that's no, not the same lineup they, they changed something Ugh. I'm pretty sure they changed, the they, they, changed they changed at least one person from, from that to that wow so um I'm 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 fairly certain about that. Uh, Megadeth has been um, 
Megadeth had had a few um, had a few steady moments because uh-huh. they went because you have um, you have Killings My Business and Peace Cells, and then it changes, and then you get into Rust and uh, Rust and Peace, and then you have a ten ten year period or so where it's uh, it's Marty Friedman, Dave Mustaine, Dave Ellison, and Nick Menza, uh-huh. and then from there it's pretty much just. A rotating cons- or a consistent, yeah, pretty much consistent change for the most part. So um, the other ones were, uh, I believe, Evergrey. I believe they've changed a bunch of, of members. Uh, Leaves Eyes, I believe, was the other exception. I don't think they've ever had two albums with the same lineup. Wow. Um, who else? There was one or two more that I couldn't, I couldn't fi- f- uh, put my finger on. But you well, know. of course, Deep Purple. Well, Deep Purple, I think, has been consistent. At, at least, at, at least at the beginning. Yeah, at well, least at the beginning. That's why you have to talk about like which version of Deep Purple you talk about: Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, Mark Four. Well, th- I mean, that's that, that that at least happened over the course of, of a little bit more time. Um, I, I've, I'm talking like you know, bands changing every every like fucking year at this point. But I I, I, I know that Deep Purple is is. Known for for kind of changing things up a lot. So, so. here's a question, and yeah. you, you probably know the answer by that. Aerosmith, yeah, all original members right now, but they've never changed their lineup. Yeah, they have. I was going to say because there was a time where Joe Perry left the band, right? Joe Perry left the band, and I believe Brad Whitford left the band. It was um, I, I can't remember who took their places. Was it? What, which album was it? Was it? It was Rock in a Hard Place. It was the Rock in a Hard Place. I thought it was Night in the Ruts, but okay. No, Night in the Ruts was the last one they did. Rock in a Hard Place is where they switched it up. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm obviously I'm sure that, that Joe Perry left. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Brad Whitford was the other one who left. Okay, but I, I can't. The second person I can't guarantee. So it might it might have been it might have been Tom Hamilton, but I'm pretty sure Joey Kramer's been in it the whole time. And Steve Tyler, of course. And Steve Tyler, of course. But that's that's interesting to think about about bands who are like still with their original lineup, even if they have a lineup change, but they are like performing now with their original lineup. Yeah. So, like Aerosmith. Yeah. But and it's it's funny because if you think about it, if it wasn't for the, the death of Cliff, I think Metallica would probably still be performing as a uh, as the original lineup. Probably yes. So that, I mean that's that's but that's that's to be speculated, of course. Yeah, I mean so. that, of course. And but. it's funny because I think now we have reached a point, we have reached a point where Robert Trujillo has been in the band longer than Jason Newsted was. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, that's how I think about um, Sepultura because I kind of forget like you know everyone talks about Max Cavalera, but I was like, dude, he was there for like you know less than a third of their career. At this I was gonna point. say yeah, they've they've extended, they've at least doubled the length of the time that he was in the band. Yeah, so. And and even even the albums that they find to be classic, you know, like I I, th- I think I've said multiple times on this podcast, like I'm not a big fan of, of Roots, but yeah. like like their earliest stuff, fucking fantastic. Um, we're talking like Schizophrenia, Beneath the Remains, Chaos AD. So, um, I need to get more into their their latter day material because I do have most of it. So. You got to listen to that new one. Yeah, that new one's really fucking good. Yeah, I have that one, so I gotta listen to it. I gotta, I gotta take the time. But right now, I gotta f- put my focus on, on what we're gonna do for the S five, and listen to that album, so I can get near full and we can talk about it. And then I have to start going through the emails again for uh, for our, the Shred Shack email because we it seems like every fucking day we get 
more and more stuff. I know. I had to stop doing that because I was like, I was just updating. I was just downloading so much shit and not being able to keep up with it. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of stuff. So, but uh, I'm just trying to think of like other bands that may that may have only had so many changes in their time. But I mean, I think I, I mean Judas Priest has gone through more changes recently than they did in their almost in their entire career, besides Rob Halper, of course. Yeah, I mean. Well, they they had a lot of changes early on. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think. I feel like they, they I feel like they changed drummers a few times, and then and then. Oh, I think you might be right. I think it, all right. Yeah, and then it might have been might have been a couple times they changed drummers, um, and then they got Scott Travis, who has been in the band since since Painkiller. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, we uh, we we know we know the stories of Maiden. Yep. Um, Metallica's had three different bassists. Um, Nightwish and their singers. Um, yeah, Nightwish and their singers. Yeah. Well, now Arch Enemy and their singers too. They yeah. aren't. They're on their third. Is Alyssa still in the band? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say. Oh, talk about like you know, just their their male first, then uh, Angela, now Alyssa. Yeah. So. Um. Fuck yeah! Even yeah. Uh, fucking Slipknot has had a lot of changes. You know, Paul Gray's death. Yeah. And then the uh, Joey Jorson left, and the other percussionist left. Yeah, for, for a while they were on the cusp of being on that list, and then you know, kind of fell apart. So. Um. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was um, I was doing some some research earlier on um, one of the bands I was, I was listening to, Ancient, um, and they've been around for a long ass time, um, probably about twenty plus years. Um, but their current lineup has Nicholas Barker, who is another one of those guys who is like I can play that uh-huh. because he just shows up like everywhere. Like he's he was he was in Dimmuborg here for a couple of years. He's done he's done uh, live shows for a lot of different bands. Like you look at his uh, metal archives page, and it's just like X this live, X this, X this, X this. <laughs> and, and like it's just like a big fucking like 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 four or five line list of everything he's he's been a part of in some way, shape, or form. So I was like, dude, man, stays you, busy. Yeah, you stay you and you and Gene Hoglin, busy man. Oh my god, speaking of rotating, fucking. Band members, yeah. testament, drummers. Speaking of that, like no, actually, Dream Theater had a change of singers early on. That was I was going to say. And keyboardists too. Yeah, and keyboardists. That's right. And they they've gone through three at this point. Who's the other one? Uh, uh, Jordan Rudis. Jordan Rudis, Derek Sherinian, and I can't remember the name of the first one, unfortunately. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was just it. They, I, Slayer, their fucking lineup changes. Well, yeah, it's always it's because of a drummer, um, which I'm wondering. I'm trying to think of bands that like got better because of a change in vocals. Got Actually, better because of a change in vocals. You know what I'm trying to th- you know what I'm trying to think of here? Did Twisted Sister ever have a change in lineup? I don't think so. It's always been J.J. French. Uh, Mark Mendoza is the bassist, right? Yeah, and D. Snyder. D. Snyder, and I don't know the number. A- the Eddie, the Eddie Ojeda. Um, and they had um, the uh, A.G. Para. 
I guess so. Yeah, he was the one. He was the one who passed away. He joined. Um, he joined Adrenaline Mob for a little while. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm. I they may. I'm. I'm not familiar enough with their their lineup otherwise, but they may have been one of those. Huh. So. So. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you guys know any more uh, bands that haven't changed lineups, let us know. Because Poison. Has Poison changed their lineup? Yes. Where they had Richie Cotton in for a couple of years. Oh, 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 oh. He replaced C.C. DeVille. Yes. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay, they had, okay. And, and actually, actually, the album that they did with Richie Cotton was fucking good. So and We know the story of Motley Crue. Yeah, we know that. We know that one, so. But. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, Is there any other bands that you know of that have their original li- uh, members and have not changed their lineup? Please let us know. Yeah, because that, that's that, that's always of interest to us. Like who keeps it, who can keep it together? Who's not having the musical musical differences or or you know goes and I I, I, I can't even say um, <laughs> can't even say Symphony X because they had a, they had a different singer for their first album. Right. Yeah. So yeah, let us know. Oh, I think I saw something recently that I think Mike Lapone's Silent Assassins is releasing a new album soon. Yes, they are. So that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited yeah. for that because yeah. that last record was really good. Yeah. So, but let us know, folks. Um, and um, I think we're gonna call it there because Warrior needs food badly. And give me a second because I think I have that one actually. Get out. Up. Yeah, I think I do. Let me find it. Yep, here we go. Oh, it's good. To be oh, back. yes, yes. Feels mildly complete around here now. Oh yeah, and I can simply do the intro, the outro from here as well. So until the next time, I'm Dan Mack, and I'm Chris Mack, and we are the Slime. Damn you. <laughs> Next time I'll actually set up a fucking table for this damn thing because it keeps it keeps going from from portrait to to uh, landscape. landscape, and I just want to punch it. Keeping that it.